We better figure out an intro soon because we're we're going. We're going. We're going with this. We're this going with here. I beat you real good with my di- my, with my deck. Clams on a half shell. Clam power. Can punch you in the face. Well, Thomas, sounds like the end of March has a lot of holidays in it, even though I thought St. Patrick's Day was the last one, or maybe at least that was the last one most people forgot. That was because they got so drunk. Yeah, I, I mean, that's like the last real one, as I would put it. But, you know, n- happy National Chocolate Covered Raisin Day. Yeah, Sammy. Chocolate Covered Raisin Day. I, I didn't even have any. I, 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 I wouldn't know. Raisins are gross. Yeah, you, you're weird. I am. I am weird. You're weird, too. You don't like fucking chocolate. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I mean, with things like chocolate-covered raisins are okay because they got the raisins in there, but chocolate by itself, that's, that's nasty shit. Especially dark. Very nasty. That just sounds so racist. <laughs> dark chocolate here I'm talking about, sir. The she thing said that dark. you put in your mouth and eat. Okay, that didn't make it any better. No, no, not making it any better. Didn't make it any better. <laughs> Either way, I don't like chocolate. But I love all people. Actually, I hate all people too. So I'm just gonna stop lying right now. <laughs> what can I can I make your your day better? Maybe maybe tomorrow's day will be better. And tomorrow could be better. It's it's national. Uh, well, it doesn't say national. It just says pecan day and waffle day I tomorrow. Could, I could go with pecan and waffles on the 25th. You could hit them both. You just get waffle uh, waffles with pecans in them. I might then, do that. I haven't had a waffle in a while. I might go celebrate the holiday tomorrow morning. And if that really doesn't fit your needs on the 26th, you could. Just make up your own holiday day. Oh, shit. There's finally one of those? Yeah, it's just, that's what it's called. It's make up your own holiday day. Shit. What is uh, what is my holiday going to be? I don't know, but you, it, it, it can't be National Spinach Day because that's also on the 26th. Well, that's because someone made up National Spinach Day because I think it's Popeye. National Make Up Your Own Holiday. I think Popeye made that up. Popeye would. Hmm. If it's National Spinach Day, what holiday would I make it? I don't want to make it a food holiday because that's just wrong to no. take away no. from spinach. Yeah. What would your holiday be, Thomas? My holiday. I'm just, I'm going to go with um, because I'm I'm going to probably do it anyways. National um Assassin's Creed Day. National Assassin's Creed Day. Well, I was going to be fucking generic as fuck too and I was going to be well, it's going to probably be National Play Key Forge after my meeting day. <laughs> <laughs> We're so original, Sam. <laughs> I know. I such fucking geeks. We got issues, man. Not as many issues as the person who made up this fucking list. No, it, it's pretty bad. So no, it's, yeah, 26. So it's 27th is National Joe Day. So uh, you know, say hi to all the Joes you know or, you know, to the people making your coffee. Yeah. I'd, Happy holiday, Joe. Thank yeah. you. It, yeah. It's your day today. It is. Uh, 28th, something on a stick day. And I, I'm guessing the person who made this may have been partaking in this day, but it's uh, Weed Appreciation Day. And it's not 420. It, no, it's it's 328. 328, 328, 328. I don't know how that equates to anything. I don't know how 420 ever equated to anything either. But uh, uh, very interesting, very interesting. But you think they're going to have some jalapenos on a stick? They could. Uh, or they could just get ready to go to a mom and pop business on the 29th for National Mom and Pop Owners Day. Now that is a holiday I can get down with. Make sure you go out to a mom and pop shop on the 29th. That's what? Friday? Thursday? Friday? Friday. Yeah, that's Friday. Sorry, I'm bad with days. I'm bad with days right now, especially because I don't remember what day today is, number-wise. <laughs> yeah, so that is Friday. Go out there. Go to your mo- next door mom and pop shop. Get a good sandwich from them if they're a deli. Go uh, 
get some pierogies or some baked goods if they're a bakery or I guess whatever type of stores buy you just some boredom. Just just don't go in there and uh, try and do some try and partake in the National Smoke and Mirror Day. I guess they wouldn't really appreciate that, especially if you're doing some sleight of hand inside their store and you right. just disappear that's, with the product. But that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't. I don't recommend that part. I don't recommend combining those two days into one celebration. It yeah. just doesn't seem like it'll work out well for you. Else you might be looking in the mirror as the cops are chasing after you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which would lead you to the 30th. Um, and you wouldn't be able to celebrate this day if they if they catch up to you. Because then you definitely wouldn't be able to celebrate the I am in control day. Yeah, no, you would not be in control when the police are beating you for stealing that cupcake. No. For that beating, though, you will definitely need to go see a doctor so you can celebrate National Doctors Day. I guess doctors are pretty in control. They they, they would have to be in control during the job. Otherwise, they could kill you. Yeah, I, I would hope. And and then if once you finish with your doctor, you could go and take a walk in the park on that day, same day. I usually feel pretty in control of myself when I'm walking in the park because I know everything around me is what I'm part of. And I'm actually not in control at all. Very odd how that works. Feel in control when you're not in control at all. Maybe you need turkey neck soup for turkey neck soup day. Yeah, why the fuck doesn't this come after Thanksgiving? Turkey neck soup day? Like, isn't that when you make turkey neck soup after, like, you eat the turkey and you throw I, all the rest of the I shit in I don't, I don't even know what fucking turkey neck soup is because I've never had it. This is the first time I've ever heard of it. I just was like, okay, cool. I assume it's like a soup you make with the turkey's neck. I mean, that's a possibility. It makes sense Because I got long me. necks. I, I think it's actually a turkey not, neck is a delicacy or some shit. Yeah, some well, it's like bird ne- bird's nest soup is a thing. I found that out recently. Yeah, um, yeah they, we they talked use about the, it in our podcast. Actually. Did we talk about it in the podcast? Yeah, with the swallow. Uh, well, they might not be swallows, but they're small little birds that spit up their I uh, totally nest. fucking missed. I don't remember this. Oh, yeah, I, I swear I, that we talked about this. I'm, it was probably like close to six to eight months ago. We okay, about that this. may explain why. Uh, they, when we were talking about endangered species and all that, I think it had to do with like the killing of the animals and things like okay. that. And then how we destroy some birds' habitats because we like to eat them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, it was, was a strong. very obscure one-off. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I have um, an odd memory like that. Yeah, just that they like to make the soup out of the because of the saliva and the soup in the the saliva they use for the nest that helps hold the nest together is what they use for the soup. But they, they take the whole nest and, and boil it up in the soup. Yeah, it's it makes weird. a broth. I don't know. Apparently, it's kind of sweet. I don't know, but you can you can uh, celebrate Bunsen burner day on the thirty first. I don't have one of those to celebrate. Shit. We could, you could go get yourself one. I'm sure we I mean, I don't know where you're going to hook it up to actually like light it, but you could get one. I guess a camp stove could be a Bunsen burner. You just don't have yeah. the gas hookup for it, like depending on what type of stove you're using. Yeah. I could get a whisper light. That's pretty much a Bunsen burner. <laughs> if you do, I mean, with your camp stove, though, you could uh, make clams on the half shell for National Clam on the Half Shell Day. Clams on the half shell. Clam power. Oh, Yeah. I mean, I could cook those over the Bunsen burner. You I mean, could. You yeah, could. I, that's what I used to do in just, chemistry back in the day. Not cook clams, that is. But uh, I never had a lunch in my junior year of high school because I, I wanted to take all my classes and still be in band. So that mean I had to not take lunch. So I had AP chemistry in place of lunch, and I never should have fucking took that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it kind of resorted uh, to me during lab just, all right, I got uh, marshmallows in my drawer, pull some of these bitches out, put it on one of those skewers, and... Like my Bunsen burner, I'd cook it up. And then <laughs> Keister would be like, what the fuck are you doing, Sam? I, I don't have a lunch. I'm sorry. I'm cooking. <laughs> well, it's a good thing because that sounds like you had a backup plan for World Backup Day. 
Oh, yeah. I was at a backup plan. Alex was in my chemistry class, and I don't think he was always my lab partner, but he, he was always a good backup to have because he would most likely pay more attention to what you yeah. were doing. Yeah, yeah. And if not, then we just had a good old time of, I don't know what this is about to do, but let's find out. <laughs> well, I mean, with that, that's all of your national holidays for the remainder of March. Well, guys, get out there and do some Holiday Inn and not at the Holiday Inn. Because, I yeah. mean, you could, I mean, I'm sure you could do it at the, some of them at the Holiday Inn. It may not always work out well for you, though. Yeah, I mean, if you go some to the Holiday Inn. Some of the Holiday, Holiday Inns Inn. have, like, uh, waffle makers for breakfast in the morning. That they do. That they do. You can just go there and make some breakfast at the Holiday <laughs> Inn and bring all of your, and I don't remember the rest of the song. Yeah, I don't know. It was Chingy. Wasn't it Chingy? Pretty sure it was Chingy. That sounded really racist. It, I mean, I don't even, is that like a band was, or something? Was that, was that his fucking name? I, I don't know. I thought it was some rapper R&B guy. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Chinger. It's, it's his name. Chinger? Chingy. Chingy? Chingy. C-H-I-N-G-Y. I didn't even know that was a guy. Yeah. That was a dude. He, did, he definitely did that song. I, I knew it was he's a right, song. He's the right there guy. Right there. I, I thought that was like Flow Rider. And there's Holiday shit. Inn. Yep. Yep. He did Holiday Inn. I'm right. I'm good. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not completely racist for cool. No, no. He just picked a very odd name. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's... It is. I, maybe I'm racist for thinking that's racist. That's bad. Uh, I, I mean, racist. Chingy is very close to a Chinese slur. Yeah, that's so, why I was like, did I a Chinese hear you? Like, uh, American slur for Chinese people, I should say. Yeah, that's so. why I was like, did I just hear you right? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, oh my God, I'm, I'm almost certain that was him. Yeah. Man, yeah. people get fucking better names out there. I mean, we moved away, well, for a while, for maybe a little while there, we moved away from the Lil groups. Lil Wayne, Lil John. Um, and then Lil Whipdex came back, yo. Yeah. And with a little pump. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about I, I was trying to think of that Gucci gang motherfuckers bullshit, <laughs> and I completely forgot. You're right. He did come back as a little. Um, and so we used to have a little Bow Wow, a little Romeo. Some of them grew up enough, and they're like, man, I don't need that Lil no more. I'm just Bow Wow. I'm, I'm just, just Romeo. Romeo. Yeah, which is funny as shit that everybody else starts adopting Little in front of their name, like Lil Wayne's Lil Wayne, but he's a grown-ass man. And if you could call him a grown-ass man, he's he's an interesting individual. Yes, he is. <laughs> Very interesting individual. I Sometimes I have to say I do enjoy watching interviews with him because he just comes out of left field with shit, like the whole, I didn't know racism was a thing anymore <laughs> okay little wayne you are pretty out there maybe oh, you did come yeah. from a spaceship that you're still talking about little john oh no i didn't even bring up little john i said, I said little john that's what oh i thought you said a little wayne yeah yeah okay yeah however that goes <laughs> yeah all of those all uh of those. we didn't grow up in in cleveland suburb <laughs> <laughs> all the fun things that happened in the uh, late 90s early 2000s oh yeah what all fun things have you done in the last week, though? Oh, well, we played some Keyforge. That we did. I opened up uh, my deck, and I played my first game with you. You uh, you beat me with your deck. Not yeah. your dick, your deck. I beat you real good with my, di- my, with my deck. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, let's not tell them about what happened afterwards. <laughs> uh, then you kicked my ass in some Pokemon. Yes. Well, I, I, I mean, we, we evenly traded that first match, though. You murdered me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that first match i murdered you real quick and uh, it was good it was good yeah it was fun so uh, what do you think of keep forge it's fun i want to play more of it to get a better grasp of it but playing it it's weird it's simplistic in some ways but complicated in others oh yeah so it, like i say simplistic because it doesn't require any type of mana pool like energies or anything like that you just um, play your cards it doesn't it's like you have 
monster cards and action cards and artifact cards and upgrade cards i don't know if i'm missing anything else nope i think you hit them all but you're not playing any of them like face down like you would trap cards in Yu-Gi-Oh or holding on to like instants in your hand where you can throw them down in magic and do all kinds of crazy shit that way so it's like it's it's kind of simplistic in that in that format that everything's kind of straightforward and even even so much in the um in the the steps of a turn are very simplistic to the point of like i can do certain things in in a weird order that i normally wouldn't do when i'm playing other games yeah there's not a play a card and then now you can use your spell cards now you could attack with your creatures right, yeah. all that's in the like, same phase you can right. play your cards you can discard your cards of the certain house that you picked because you have three houses per deck but right. you're only allowed to choose one and that's where it becomes that's the complex portion of it exactly. along with like the strategies that come along with with the different houses and different sets of decks and stuff like that but yeah like like in pokemon you draw your card and then in the next part of your, your turn you can place an energy you can use trainer cards and you can evolve stuff once you attack that's the end of your turn but with this it's like you can attack or reap but then you can still play other cards and you don't draw until the very end of your turn. Which is very interesting because then your opponent's turn can affect your hand, make you drop cards or make yeah. you lose cards out of your hand. And then you go into the next turn like, oh, I had all these ideas for what I want to do. Shit, but he destroyed half my hand. Now I really have no clue what I'm going to do and I don't get a chance to pick up any new cards. Mm-hmm. So I got to come up with an idea based off of what I got left. Right. But yeah, so like there's a there's that simplicity where like, like I said, I was able to do some weird random things where like one point I'm like, okay, so I'm going to attack with these guys and now I'm going to use this and that's going to also kill my creatures, but I did already gain the, the amber stuff whatever i needed from them but then also kills your stuff and now we know have now both of us have no no monsters on the field and next turn i can start putting stuff back on the field yeah there's a lot of wipe everything cards yes so you talked about amber and that's the interesting thing in the game it's not about killing the opponent like a Mm -hmm. lot of other games are it's about building up amber and getting enough amber at two at the beginning of your turn make a key and the goal of the game is to see who gets three keys first. So every time you work your way up to six amber, at the beginning of your next turn, you could build a key. Unless your opponent plays a card that steals some of your amber from you on their turn. So you might have enough amber to make a key at the end of your turn, but because you build one at the beginning of your next turn, your opponent has all the time to be able to capture amber from you, which means to steal it and put it onto a monster, forcing you to kill that monster so you can get your amber back. Or they could steal it, pull it right into their pool, or they could just flat out make you lose it. Like, there's a couple of cards I have where if you have seven or more amber, so just enough to make a key, lose four of it. Or there's another one that I have of if the opponent has more amber than you do, steal an amber from them until you have the same amount or more amber than they do. Yeah. Really brutal. Yeah, there's there's those ones. There's also the cards that make it cost more amber for your opponent to build a key. Exactly. So there's so many ways to fuck over your opponent. And it's not about killing them. It's about fucking them over long enough to make you be able to build your three keys before they can build their three keys. Right. In uh, my deck, when we played, I had like two cards I was holding on to because one of them, when I put my this creature into play, it would give me an amber for each key that you forged. Yep. So I was just going to wait until you had two keys to be able to put them out so I'd get two amber for that. But also, I had another card in my hand that would lower both of our amber pools by half rounding down so it's another thing i was like holding on to i'm like i really don't want to throw these out early and then like waste them type of a thing at one point I, i drew a bunch of cards and i had these uh i got to basically send all of your monsters back to your hand yeah 
<laughs> it, it was nasty. And then because first time you play your monsters, they can't do anything unless they have like a quick draw ability or something like that. Yeah. Uh, they have to be exhausted for that first turn. So then you have to pick their same house again to use them next turn. And what I mean by pick the same house is, like I said, there's three houses per deck. And there's seven total houses. One's like aliens, which is Mars. One's Brobnar, which is like barbarians and things. There's Shadow, which are thieving, conniving motherfuckers that you usually... Like dark elves. Yeah, steal from uh, your opponent's Amberpool. And so at the beginning of your turn, the very first thing you do is you select one of those three houses to go. And then you can only play or use cards on the field of that house type. So you kind of really get refined to only being able to use like one third of your entire deck depending on what you're doing yeah now there are cards for some of those factions that allow you to utilize something from another faction if you pick it so like my dis house dis it's like the nurgly type house type deal death and pestilence and they have two artifacts that if i have them on the field i can use those artifacts to use any other creature from any house in play so even if i put out a creature that turn but i have that artifact out and i had picked dis i could use it immediately or if I have other creatures out from, like, Brobnar or whatnot, but I picked a Dis that turn, I can use Dis and then pick one of those Brobnar creatures and then either fight with it or reap with it to gain Amber. And it really, really forces you to come up with strategies, but your strategies break down so easily based upon what the other person does, and it makes such a simple game so complex and so strategic. Like, where... Pokemon's very simplistic. You could get a game done within 10 minutes. I don't really think you could get a game done within 10 minutes of Keyforge. The strategy involved in it is just so cool, whereas it's fun to play Pokemon, so you could do 1, 2, 3. We got in a bunch of games. They were fun. Mm -hmm. It was a good time. Keyforge, it, it's a little bit more stressful, and you got to think about things, and you really got to plan out your turns, but then your plans go awry, and then you're like, well, I don't know what to do anymore, but then you get that trump card that just like wipes the board, and then you feel like you're back in the game halfway through it. Yeah. Like, last night night my buddy eric came by and it was his birthday so i just gave him two decks of key forge because he was over last week and he was like this game looks so cool because i was playing it online we were playing and he had beat me the first time because he got all his good cards right out immediately and he was able to build up so much amber because one creature allowed him to gain an amber for every creature he played and then another allowed him to gain an amber for every creature i played and then he had another card where i couldn't attack those two so they just stayed out for forever he was able to beat me within like a 20 minute game not even and then we played a second game and i was using my new deck it was very slow growing deck and i felt like i just couldn't do anything he just stunned all my creatures all my creatures got stunned and when they're stunned you have to use them once before you can use them again so it's like two turns before or three turns technically if you put them out then they get stunned then you unstun them and then you've got another turn after that that you can finally use them again so i was just getting fucked left and right mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden i just got a wipe card and i wiped all his fucking cards off the board it wiped all my cards off the board came back from a fresh start he had two keys i had only one and i had no amber where he had some amber and i was able to just keep denying him from being able to build a key and eventually i sl slow grew to the win nice so it's really cool to see how different those two decks that i got played because they're very random decks you don't mm -hmm. have no clue what you're getting they're completely right. sealed off it's just cool because it's a game where you, I have shitty cards in my deck, but I can't switch out those shitty cards because that's that deck and that's how it's going to be for the rest of the game. Bought it for $10 and I can never switch in or out. It's just got to learn how to play that deck and once I learn how to play that deck, it'll be good. I guess there's some decks that are better than others, but so far I found mine to be pretty balanced and pretty average. 
Yeah, I mean, my deck was it. It took. I mean, it takes a little bit to kind of figure it out, but it's got. I feel like it's got a pretty good balance to it. My Mars stuff tends to hit pretty hard. The Shadow stuff can capture Amber and. It, can do a pretty good job of, of getting the amber if I'm able to kill your creatures with stuff. Otherwise, it uh it puts out a couple damage here and there with the shadow stuff that I had. The logo stuff I had really helped with a lot of its upgrades and its ability to like fill in the the extra space on that deck. Yeah, the logos really seems to be like the uh, the drawing deck. You get to draw a lot of cards from that mm-hmm. house. Um, whereas like the Mars, they really synergize and work really well with each other. And Shadow just does silly things and steals from people and does damage here or there. Yep. Which is really nice. I'm really excited to get more into the game, play it a little bit more. I think uh, if you want to, we're probably going to end up buying one of those booster box sets and splitting it between me, you, and Eric three ways. Okay. And for me, honestly, after doing that, uh, it's, what, $95 on Amazon, and you get 12 deck. And so we split it three ways. We pay, like, 30 bucks, and out the door, we got six, well... I'll have six decks because I have two. Eric will have six, and then you'll have five. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a good round out amount of decks to have for only jumping into the game. I guess I would have spent then $50 for it to jump in and feel really good about whatever I want to choose from. Yeah. And I don't think I'll buy any more decks for at least this season. I guess there's going to be a second season or a, a expansion coming out later in the year. Okay. So maybe I'd buy another deck for that. But I feel like six decks I'd, I'd be good with. And me and Eric were even talking. It's like, shit, at, at that point, we'll probably all have like similar decks at one point so hey you want this one because i already have these same factions here so here you could take that and just swap out decks back and forth between friends mm-hmm. no because they're all balanced it wouldn't be like pokemon where you spent 50 bucks to make that deck but then i have a 10 dollar deck that i just bought from the store and like it's kind of not an even swap if we swap those off really. right but hey we all just spent ten dollars for these decks so yeah if you want to use this one for a couple months take it play whoever you want with it and i'll take one of yours kind of just cool nice everybody's on a level playing field game yeah and i like it and because of how strategic it is i think i like it a little bit more fair enough but that is my uh my key forged segment for the day (laughs) other than like i said we played pokemon we played key forged and then oh yeah i got my car back for we i had to take my car in to get the airbag for the passenger side replaced i had to get it recalled yeah i had a recall for like the the inflator i think that i from what i remember it's like the inflator could just randomly go off and punch you in the face yeah so they had already done the driver's side and i don't know why it's not like hey we should just do the passenger side while it's here but they didn't so i got a recall this year for my from my passenger side so i took it in we dropped it off on saturday because monday was my appointment and they suggested that you drop it off on saturday on saturday before close so that way they'd be able to bring it inside mm-hmm. and that way it's not out like all sunday makes sense until they come back on monday so we dropped it off like early not, i mean it wasn't that early in the morning but it was like 10 or 11 when we dropped it off at at the dealership i go with mom get groceries everything else we come back home i like all right cool i'm gonna go to the gym i get to the parking lot in solon for the gym turn off the car my phone starts ringing i pick it up my mom called to let me know that my that they called the house to tell tell them that my car was done hey your car's done tom <laughs> But you're not I'm like, there. okay, cool. So I didn't go to the gym. I just, I got my food and I got my lunch and then I drove home and then we go to the dealership. I pick up my car. I'm like, cool. So it's Monday already. He's like, ah, we got stuff done and I had nothing. I, you know, figured we had some time. We could just, you know, squeeze it in now. I was like, cool. Might as well. Hey. So, so now I got my car. I can drive around for a few days. Can't put it back in my brother's garage. 
until probably like Tuesday at the earliest, but I'm thinking about keeping it out until Thursday or Friday because it's supposed to be nice for most of the week. Yeah, it shouldn't it's, be too bad. It, that that weather thing is slowly changing because that's also pretty far out, but um, yeah, it's supposed to be fairly decent this week uh, until we get to the weekend. So as long as that holds true, I'm going to keep my car out for a little bit, drive it around, enjoy it. And then put it away for like a month and a half. Ooh, I wonder what the weather is going to be like in Pennsylvania this weekend. I kind of hope it's going to be cold again. Last I checked over here for Saturday, it's supposed to like sleet. Ooh. I saw snow on the, the thing, but I think it also had rain. So I'm assuming it's sleet. That'll be interesting. I'll have to, I'll have to research. But that I was, that was a, the again, yet. you're also pretty far out. You're, exactly. It's going to change a fair oh, yeah. amount between now and then. For all, because like originally Thursday was supposed to be like, the first time I looked at it, Thursday was supposed to be like 62. And I was like, oh, I'm totally keeping my car out if it's going to be 62. And now it's like, it says 59, which still not that bad. Keep my car out. It'll be a good day. But depending on where, how that, how this weather shifts and whatnot, it could go back up, could come back down. I don't know. We got some days. I'm just going to keep track of the weather and then try and get my car in my brother's garage before it snows again. Exactly. Tis Ohio. You never know what it's going to be like. It is. Usually I don't pull my car out until like late April, early May is when I find I'm like, I'm pulling this motherfucker out. <laughs> You're a late puller out. I am. I am. It's just, I'm lucky like that. I was going to say, you don't have any kids, so you're good. <laughs> maybe maybe I'm sterile, and that'd be a great thing for me. I'd feel like I'd be very happy about that. I've worried about that before, to be straight on. It's <laughs> like, shit, like, maybe have I been okay in the past, or am I sterile? Because that would fucking suck to find out late on life. <laughs> it would be one of those things, like, you, like, I find out I'm sterile, and I'm like, finally go, I'm like, all right, I, I can I can have a kid now. I feel like I'm comfortable having a kid. And suddenly I find out I'm sterile. I'm like, motherfucker. Yeah, like how much of a fucking punch in the dick would that be? <laughs> More like a punch in the ball, Sammy. Yeah, yeah. More like a punch true. in the ball. <laughs> very true. That might be why you're sterile. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Uh, you know, it could also be with all the chemicals I dealt with when I was working with animals. Although most of those are just carcinogens. Why are you, why like, are you snorting all those chemicals with animals? Look, man, it's supposed to let the water, fish do drugs. it gets up my nose. I can't fucking help it. Yeah, no, that I, um, that is one of those scary things when to, you think about it, when you work with fair. shit like that. To be fair, though, like, it says that on there, but the amount you actually have to ingest, particularly once it hits the water, the amount of water you have to ingest for those those things to actually affect you are incredibly high. So unless you're, if you're drinking that much water, you're probably dead from drowning so it really it's like it's it's more of a joke on my behalf because i know that it really probably didn't do anything it's just i've read the i've read the labels i know what i was getting in and it's just bleh. no exactly like chlor <laughs> chloride kills human beings but we put it in all our pools so that it sanitizes the pools like the yeah. olympic pool that one diver who hit his head the one year who had aids or whatever mm -hmm. like everybody was freaking out that it was in the pool but chlorine kills it yes chlorine will kill aids but we can't like just inject ourselves with chlorine because <laughs> i mean you that could I, you could i mean i guess that's a cure for aids right <laughs> <laughs> too soon sam death is a cure for everything it is it really is <laughs> it may also be the source of certain things like plagues but it is a cure for for the person who died this is true <laughs> this is very true uh, we're not morbid at all no no i haven't been murdering people in assassin's creed <laughs> the game just teaches you to be a bad person tom i think i need to tell that to our congress people yeah well i mean Peter tried telling everyone that the black flag assassin's creed game was gonna teach everyone that it was okay to whale yeah also that warhammer models are bad because they have pelts on them and they kill animals oh, that are plastic that's... yeah and they also don't like pokemon no no that that's just cockfighting yeah i mean they, they made an anti-pokemon game 
at one point. It's crazy the things they'll do. Yeah, no, uh, dude, Pete has done some some ridiculous things. It's kind of entertaining to to see them go after video games, though. Especially oh, Pete is always entertaining. They're like the trolls of the world. Yes, they were They're the original. internet before the internet really existed. Just trolling everybody, yeah, running around dumping pain on people's first. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, they they are a special group of people uh, at most of the time. Like them vegans. Yeah, I guess. Always trying to indoctrinate everybody with their ideas. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I mean, uh, other than playing Assassin's Creed, I really haven't gotten much else done. Been going, started going to the gym a little bit. Like I went on Monday and then I went today. So nice. I need to start doing that with you again. Get in there, do a little workout. Maybe start going to the rock gym, climbing again a little bit. Now that I won't be snowboarding. Yeah. Got to figure out my life as usual. Yeah. But whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Life goes on. Speaking of your life, what have you been up to? Not too much. Opie got that uh, little surgery in his mouth done, had three teeth extracted last week, last Tuesday. And so he's been healing up. He's been really annoyed. He can't play with toys. So he's been going on lots of walks. He might have heard that. Hopefully not. Might come busting through that door. But uh, he's, he's been healing up pretty good. He's just really annoyed that he can't play with toys. I gave him a pain pill the first night after his surgery. That, like, just put him on his ass. He was not, like, doing anything. He, I'd say food or walk, and he'd just lift up his head, look around, and go back down. And then a cat would walk by him, and he'd just growl because he didn't want anybody to be around him. I was like, oh, you cats, just get away from Opie. He's, he's in the mood. He's been doing pretty good otherwise. Eating a lot of weird, smelly, soft food, but he likes it. It, it smells weird, but yeah. he likes it, so he's been eating it, getting all his antibiotics and everything. So that should all go well. Hopefully everything that we found in his blood will start going down, all the got globulins and the proteins and whatever the hell they told me about. <laughs> They're big words, man. They're big words. <laughs> and I don't have them written on a piece of paper in front of me. The hemoglobins and I know and there's the like, they literally told me go- globulins yeah. at one point I'm, and yeah. I don't know what it means. Yeah. And protein. So those uh, are the two words I'm, I'm sticking with. I'm taking a guess here. Taking a guess. I'm assuming got globulins is a combination of white and red blood cells. I'm Probably. guessing. I'm just guessing. I don't. I don't know. I'm not a vet tech. I, I'm, so. not, I'm not any of that. I know hemoglobin's a word too, but I have yeah. no clue if that relates to anything I just said. But I so, said it. So hemoglobin is like your red blood cells. It's the. I believe it's the mechanism to which the oxygens connect to to where it get. That's how it, it gets transferred to the uh, other cells in your body when okay. it hits the capillaries. And they do the gas exchange. I'm pretty sure that's how that works, if I remember correctly from from my biology classes. Lots of those in my life. say, you you took a lot more than I did. I haven't (laughs) taken biology since ninth grade. It's been a long time. I haven't taken one since college. But I remember that mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Yes. Yes. Look at you. Clapping for myself. Fucking brilliant person, you. I know. I I deserve a Nobel Prize. (laughs) And a no bell prize is all i should get like no taco bell no taco bell no taco oh. bell but everyone deserves taco bell i don't know about meal. that it, it is it's the fourth, fourth meal and that's probably why i don't eat it anymore <laughs> i don't i will i eat a lot of fourth meals i just don't go to taco bell at like 2 a.m anymore well, you know it's it's the fourth meal and it also helps flush out the system that it does that it does it definitely helps flush the system but so does indian food and so much better fair enough has has turmeric in it and i love curry Uh, but yeah other than just taking care of opie going on lots of walks i went to a couple of shows last weekend went to go see pigeons playing ping pong and trevor hall were they playing ping pong ping pong 
No, unfortunately, they never play ping pong on stage, from what I understand. I've only seen them twice, but they did play the Pink Panther theme song in a really sweet, funky version, and I love it, and I can't find it anywhere on YouTube. I've been trying to download it for myself and can't find it, but not really sweet theme song cover. I've never as funky cover of the Pink Panther, because I know I've heard covers of the Pink Panther by like yeah. every jazz saxophonist out there, but I've never heard it played on like a bass, a guitar, and drums, and all that. So it was really cool. Fair enough. And Trevor Hall in Columbus was really cool. Went to this random, like, I don't even know what it was. I don't know if it was a theater or whatnot, but you walked into this building and it was like all stone building. And then there was mahogany, wooden floors, and then like wood paneling. And there was just a table that was set up as uh, Will Call because I had my tickets at Will Call. And there was a cop sitting next to the table. And then they directed you upstairs. And I was like, okay. So we go up to the third floor. And then we go to the third floor. And there's this like ballroom, literally ballroom type area where they have a balcony around the entire room. Then there's a stage in the front and then there's little tables on the sides and whatnot and i was like oh it was really interesting was it a castle no it was not a castle were you playing for the game of thrones uh, i i don't play for that game i'd probably fucking die immediately well if you don't win you die that's I, how it I works say i'm definitely not gonna win so i'm gonna die <laughs> i know that one <laughs> it's a guarantee in most people's life and i know i will not win before i die side tangent i've been watching a lot of that late recently because i tried i was like decided to start it from the beginning I forgot how brutal the first, like, three seasons were. Oh, yeah, that's when most of the killing takes place. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, end of the second season, I think, is when the, the Red Wedding happens, and then uh, Joffrey dies at the beginning of the third season. And you're like, that character development just all went out the fucking window. Because <laughs> there was so much character development, <laughs> oh, that's yeah, why everybody is. was so shocked about them dying. Oh, yeah. I mean, the only, like, I mean having having uh, like, listened to the books, because I didn't read them, I listened to them because you were nice enough to loan me your, your audacity when I was in Buffalo. Audacity? Oh, we recorded them? Yes. Audible. Uh, yeah, Audible. My bad. Audible. And, and yeah, so listening to them, and the only thing that really shocked me really later on when they killed a couple of the characters that survive during the battle at the wall. And the, the the wildlings come in and they attack and yes. they kill off uh, Gwyn, I think it was, and the girl, of, the redhead. That's Ygritte. She oh dies. yeah, well, you're right. She presumably dies during that fight. Yes, because he never actually in the in the book he never actually sees her body. In the show, they definitely kill her. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, there there was a discrepancy. There. Yeah, yeah, uh, but like um, I think it was Gwent. Gwent. I he's he's the, he's one of the taller guys. He was uh he goes down into the to the gate at the bottom, and he they he was with a group of guys and they kill a giant, but the giant kills them too. Oh, okay. And that's in the that's in the show, but in the story he continues on. And I think I want to say Pip lives on in the story after that too. But he dies. Like your great kills him with an arrow. Yeah, there, in the there's show. Just so many. There's so many. Yeah. There's tons of people, and there's so much death and so much craziness. Yeah. Uh, when I just, I'm not actively in the books, I can remember like the main characters, but all the support yeah. characters are just all over the place. Yeah. Just I just started season five, so I'll get through once I get to the end of this is when Jon Snow dies, and then which always which pissed me off in the book. The, that that was the one thing that pissed me off in the book. All the other deaths, I was like, all right, I know things are coming, I know what's about to happen, whatnot. But when they killed Jon Snow, it pissed me off, and it didn't piss me off because they killed Jon Snow. It pissed me off because of how he killed Jon Snow. I honestly don't remember if I got that far. Oh, they... Because that's... Is that in the books? Yeah, yeah, that's in the book. That is that is one of the last chapters of the book, the, the, like the last book that he made so far. Um, You definitely had it on, on... But was it official that he died? In the book, at least. Because I yeah. haven't seen the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that... Like, yeah, because they, they stab him and, and every... He, it's his chapter and everything goes... He just, he's dead. Okay. He's definitely dead. It's been like five years. Yeah. 
I, I was still drinking back yeah. then. That's that's how long it's been. Yeah, but in the book, it's it's um, it's basically what the fuck's his name? The senator, um, uh, Brutus. I don't remember. It's literally been five Caesar? years. Caesar, I think it's Caesar. Caesar isn't Caesar the one who gets murdered by his own senators? Oh, you're Roman? talking about in real life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Roman oh, senator. Yes, yes. Yeah, he basically lifts that that whole thing, and that's how he kills Jon Snow. Like it's he's Jon Snow's come to a meeting. And they they all all these Night's Watchmen just kind of take turns stabbing him. Even they, he kind of even does that like a two Brutus thing, but with one of the little kids that he was um squ- was his squire or whatever. That's what pissed me off was how they did it. I like I wasn't so much mad that they killed him. It was more that like the way he did it in that book. Yeah, I definitely don't remember that um, part at all. Yeah, no, he he di- he dies. It's like the very end of that book, and then uh, in the show, the season that follows with that, he comes back to life. Okay. Which is I, which I, is the, maybe that's why I forgot that he died because he's not dead in all the fucking spoilers yeah. I see everywhere. Yeah, yeah, red lady, red woman, red woman. The red woman brings him back to life. She gives him. She's you know uses the Lord of Light and gives him a kiss and brings him back to life. That's when he continues. He's, but he was actually dead. He was okay. legit dead and then brought back to life. He was. He's not even the first character that that that's. Oh happened yeah, to. no, and maybe that's why I was like, did that happen? Because I don't think he's dead. No, like, he, in currently the, in, the, in where the story yeah. is, I know where the story is at. I just yeah. don't watch it, and I'm like, yeah. he's in, not fucking dead. In the book, he's he is dead because he hasn't. We haven't continued the story in the book, but in the show, he is still. He came back to life, and he is alive, and he's been doing things. Okay, because in season six, which was the last one I saw, they kill Ramsey Bolton because mm-hmm. um, it's the they have what's called they dub the Battle of the Bastards. Yes, Ramsey Bolton versus uh, Jon Snow. Every time I hear Ramsey Bolton, I just think of Charles Ramsey and that remix of him finding Amanda Berry and oh, singing. It's, it's bad, but every fucking time I hear Ramsey, that's exactly <laughs> who I think of. All right, fair enough, fair enough. I knew something was bad when she came running up to me. No white girl comes running up to a black man. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes. That was that's Cleveland. That's Ramsey. <laughs> yeah, that's Charles that Ramsey. That is. That is. But yeah, sorry. Back to your shows. <laughs> all uh, good. Side tangents. <laughs> all good. All good. Yeah, n- n- nothing really too entertaining or uh, crazy happened at any of those. Just good old rock concerts. Always good to go see a, a good old concert with a good old band and just chill out. Ran into one of my buddies uh, there who's going to start a fishing channel on YouTube, it sounds like. He'd been messaging me and asking me what type of GoPro I use for all my videos and everything. And so it looks like he's going to start doing a fishing channel. And I was like, hey, shit, let me know. I'll fucking help you out with it. If you want me to go hit the water with you sometime, just let me know. And I'll fish alongside you as soon as you catch something or you get something on that hook. I'll turn on that camera and I'll ignore what I'm doing and see how it goes. Because I feel like that'd be fun to help produce a fishing YouTube situation. Yeah, should be fun. It's always good to do different things. Oh, yeah. And it would help me learn a little bit more about river fishing especially because he he does a lot of river fishing and and pulls these crazy steelheads out of the uh rocky river gorge up over here and i i i'd love to learn i'd love to learn and then catch and cook some fair enough actually i don't know steelhead are good for cooking but i don't know i'm not sure other than that not been up to too much at all so shall we hit the news corner we can that time is not nickelodeon yeah, sure. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, Games Workshop kind of just let everyone know that they weren't going to put the, the new FAC out, the big FAC, until after Adepticon. So be looking for that in April. Which is weird, because I believe they did this last year, too, and still just said, yeah, we'll, we'll still release big FAC 
in March. Why don't they just fucking officially move it to April? They know when Adepticon is going to be every goddamn year. Right, right. So just be like, yeah, we're not going to put it out in March because uh, we told you we we're going to put it out in March, but we're just going to put it out in April. Like, October, orcs don't come out in October. They're going to come out in November. <laughs> I mean, this is just becoming a trend, GW. Why don't you just get up and stop lying to us and tell us, expect things a month after we tell you. Look, they, they don't run on your time, Sammy. They run on GW time. No, they run on Vigilist time. I think they probably fucking pack too much into Vigilist, too, and all that. Yeah. Um, they, they've had so many releases in the past few weeks. Oh, yeah. I mean, with all the Vigilist stuff, there's tons of tons coming along with that. But yeah, from what I saw on there, they just they, they didn't want to interfere with Adepticon, so they, uh, they're like, we're going to hold off Big Fac until after that. So... Which is weird because all the major tournaments say we don't accept anything that comes out a few weeks before the tournament. Yeah, they all all of them set like times for that. But yeah, that's a that's a thing. How would you feel about playing D anD D with Tom Morello? I honestly don't know him that well, so I don't know if he'd be good like a good DM or a bad DM or how well he'd be. I know he plays a guitar, right? Yes, he plays guitar. Rage Against the Machine, so, uh, and then Audio Slave and Prophets of Rage. And I don't know uh, if like my stuff. entire D and D campaign would be a huge just fucking political satire though. I mean, you could you could easily put that and still make a good. Oh no, you can, campaign. you can, you definitely can. But at the same time, it's just like, huh? What's he going for here? He's in Rage Against the Machine, and everything they do is political. Yeah, no, he he's a very political person. But yeah, no, they they played a Dungeons and Dragons game with a group of neighborhood kids. That'd be fun. Give it a try. So I mean, he had posts on on Twitter with like a bunch of notes and some dice, and then a handbook, a dungeon master's guide, and then a monster manual, all in his uh, picture with his tweet. But uh, he's using Fifth Edition Player's Handbook and DMG. But a 3.5 monster manual. Does he fucking know what he's doing? He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Apparently so. <laughs> His tweet comes with the hashtag community service. So I'm assuming, you know, there was... It was kind of like a less spontaneous thing than what it might sound, what it might seem like. Yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say, I don't know. I have a weird thing about posting things like that. It's definitely of my belief that if you're gonna do something like that, just don't post about it because then it's all for ego at that point. I don't know. I mean, like, I think, I think more of it is like kind of similar to here, where we go like we do more than one thing, and you may not think of him as a D and D kind of a guy, but then you see, and then he posts something like that. But he's also being honest. The of like, hashtag, part. yeah, that's well, what that's I have a, the issue. Yeah, but I, th- I think that just comes with like the why he was doing it. So like, it's he doesn't necessarily have to, but it was like it was part of something he was doing. Exactly. So just let that come out and not post community service. Just be like, this is something I'm doing. Don't label it as community service because now, like, I don't know. That just that throws an yeah, edge on it that doesn't need to be there at all. That's just like, okay, you're trying to stroke that ego there, buddy. Yeah, but at the same time, when your tweet says the neighborhood kids need a dungeon master to start a Dungeons and Dragons campaign, exactly, I don't, leave it right there. That's perfect. Don't I, do, don't I, hashtag community service. I feel like he's gonna get questions about it anyway. So he ended up, ended up explaining it was part of a, a community service thing. So that just puts it out in the front it's one of those things that like at least for me something that i do on a daily basis is i try to help someone and tell no one else about it yeah because that helps me out as an individual so much better because as soon as i tell someone else about it all i'm looking for is gratification and that's not what i need i don't need gratification for any of the good things i do because that doesn't make me a good person what makes me a good person is doing them and looking for no gratification so this like just posting about it and not being like community service to me, shows so much more about an individual than posting about it and being like, hashtag this community service. I, 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 so I agree with you. I will say that much. Like, I have no problem, like, doing something for someone and not saying anything and getting, like, no one has to know about it. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. 
but part of that like part of like with him he is not you or me like so he doesn't have him i don't know that he has some of the same problems that we have or whatever like I don't know about enough about Tom Morello to be like. Oh yeah, he and I have nothing so, to deal with problems. Right so, now. it's but, just a community service part, like right? A but, but but I'm what I'm saying is that someone else, depending on who you are and the type of person that you are, you may not you you may put something down like hashtag community service, not because you want people to recognize that you're doing community service, or not because you want other people to say, hey, you're doing a good thing. You may just you put it down because it's just part of what you're doing. It's not not for the feedback of gratification. And that see and that's what's so weird to me. Why do you need to put it down be- to say that's what you're doing? It's recognize that that's what you're doing without putting that. And to need to put that <clears throat> is very odd to me. And and I think that's that just has I say to do more to, to deal with like the the two different types of people that you probably are uh i don't think that it's again i don't I don't know so i'm not mm-hmm. saying that he is looking for gratification or not but i don't know that it is him looking for any type of gratification or, or feedback of good job no he I, does a lot of things to to just kind of like you should do the right thing for the right reasons well and so he pushes back on stuff so this for is me, on the whole technical aspect of what a hashtag is mm-hmm. hashtag when you hashtag something it puts it it's into in, yeah. community service right. so then it shows everybody who's hashtagging community service or looks that up that i'm doing this for this it, it it also shows you things you can do for community for community service. It's so if true. you're if you're looking to be part of the community and do a service for the community, maybe there are kids who are looking for dungeon masters and you can mm-hmm. do that. Oh yeah, it, it yeah. also adds that in. And there's there's more than one way to look at it. Yeah, that's true. It, and that's it, what I'm trying true. to get. At. Yeah. I'm not again. I agree with you on the fact that if, when I do things, I don't feel the need to like broadcast it to everybody. Oh yeah. So I agree with you on that fact. I'm yeah. not trying to say there's something wrong, but I'm just saying. For other people, there are there are plenty of people out there who will do this for the gratification aspect, but not everyone does that. Oh yeah, no, so, and, and that's yeah, it, and there definitely is multiple sides. It's just to me, it's just so weird that yes. a celebrity has to do that. And, and I think uh, when you become more of a public figure, a lot of that stuff becomes the norm. Like uh, for you and I, if we started dating somebody and it goes south and we break up, we don't necessarily have to tell anybody that, right? Yeah. But for other public figures. If they don't say something, and I've actually heard this from from like on other podcasts or something and stuff, if they don't say something and they're out with another girl, it's automatically assumed that they're cheating, even though they had ended a relationship maybe three months before. So okay. it's this weird. It's a it's a weird thing. And again, different, well, no, different I situations. Yeah, that, so, I don't know how that relates here. Yeah, exactly. but I'm saying, but as a public figure, sometimes you have to be more upfront about the things that you're doing, so that way, like when you do giveaways or like a lot of people, they they get like reviewers will get codes and stuff and if they don't disclose in their article that they got a code they can be sued as a public as public figures or as people who get things you have to be more upfront about stuff because then it, it can be misconstrued in other ways or it can become other problems and it's, it's all dependent on what's happening and maybe it's just me having a skewed view of this already because he has two different editions of D in there and makes me think he doesn't know what he's doing yeah to, to, and that that might build upon mine a little bit more so he has something that's not correct in there he has two different editions of book that you wouldn't use together that i know of in D, and then he throws a hashtag on it and maybe that's where i'm getting the mixed feeling from it maybe but it's just weird it, for i don't know i just feel like celebrities shouldn't need to put down i'm doing community service it should just be like oh look at this celebrity is doing something good for a group of kids today Mm -hmm. and then just throwing on that oh by the way i'm doing it for community service 
It's like, why can't you just be a service to the community and not and just put it out there and not be like, oh, hey, I'm doing community service yeah. and walk around with that sign, especially when you already have a sign on you because you are a celebrity. Yeah. That's that's the motion I'm looking at it as. I, I and I, again, I get that. Mm-hmm. I guess for me, with, with but yeah, someone like, like Tom Morello, said, he's it, he's very much out there. He uses his celebrity very much in other ways of like fighting back against the, like a political machine or fighting the power or raging against the machine, if you will. He does that so publicly that that I think other things just kind of fall in suit. And I completely understand like your point of view of saying like other people never might have known this is community service. So that's a good way to put yeah. that out there because I didn't think of it that way. It's I, just and I don't know. Can, I, I, I can speculate it all day. All day I can say like, well, how do you know that the place that he went that that those are just all the D and D books that they happen to have, and he made the best out of a bad situation because he didn't have like the oh yeah the and same we can both speculate like, all day. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. There's, there's plenty of speculation to go around if you yeah. would like to, but it's and yeah. then that's why it was just my personal opinion. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm just trying to yeah, trying to give like the side of it is why he may put that on there. No, exactly. And whatever I say is always my personal opinion. Yes. It's not hard in stone at all. Agreed. Agreed. You know, it's in stone or at least in paper. Comic books. Yes. So this was super, super exciting for me. And then it became, it became even more exciting for me. So earlier in the week, um, previous week, we got a teaser that Jonathan Hickman was coming back to Marvel. And it just said, you know, July 2019. It's oh, all a fucking white page. Jonathan Jonathan Hickman is an amazing writer. Okay. Um, I have no he's, fucking clue that is. He's written a number of Marvel comics. He's written a number of other comics. He wrote at least one episode of Da Vinci's Demons. So he's he's written a bunch of different things. His stories are filled with so many twists and turns and like just cool, crazy shit that happens. Like he gave us the Council of Reeds. So Reed Richards from Fantastic Four. Uh, Mr. Fantastic, stretchy guy. Okay. I was going to say, I had no clue what names are working here. He's, you know, super intelligent scientist guy he's probably at least top three most intelligent people in the marvel universe he like goes on this like journey kind of trying to like find his father sort of like his i think his dad his dad like does this time traveling thing comes back and then like they have this conversation and eventually reed goes into this between dimensions area or between realities area rather where reed richards from all of these other realities all these other multiverse uh dimensions come to meet they, they meet and they talk and they discuss certain things on how to better serve the multiverse so it's like the spider-verse type deal yeah i mean it's it's a multiverse in general so all like you know spider-man exists in all these different mm-hmm. universes as well and um you know, they they seem to be like they want to help everything. Eventually, Reed Richards come across comes across a Reed Richards of the regular universe, the one you've been following, comes across this room of Doctor Dooms that are all just like doped up and just standing there, like they're just they're they're docile. They're not doing anything. They're not saying anything. They just they're in this room of like an infinite number of Doctor Dooms, and they they try and convince Reed to get his version of dr doom into the same room and it becomes this conflict of interest and different things going on and then reed richards also realizes like in order to join this group he has to basically give up his family which means he'd have to end up being just like his dad which is something he doesn't want to do and it's there's all these cool little elements that are within the story and very humanized and that's just one of his like the that fantastic four run is probably one of his most acclaimed runs yeah and that bleeded that that ended up bleeding into a number of other events within Marvel Universe, and leading up through Secret Wars, is pretty much what he was he was tasked with. One of the other things he wrote was a Shield series 
that started at the beginning of of humanity on on earth and then kind of followed through to different at different points in time and it's kind of like shield has always been around this wasn't just a new thing that the u.s created or that was created within the u.s but they've been around and, and it kind of shows like the development of shield and how it started and where it ended up in the marvel universe but they stopped short like they finished this the series it had like they did like five issues but they never finished it. Mm-hmm. And then he came back and he did, he did, he like, he penned out the, the last two issues, I think it was. And that was like the last thing we had heard, which think about it, I actually went and purchased that shield book so I could finish that story. But now he's coming back. Again. Not, not only is he, he officially coming back, he has signed on to do the X-Men. And so he's going to be running two different books. You have the, the House of X and Powers of X series. We don't know much about the plots that they're putting out right now. But the fact that he's taking the X-Men, he's taking an ensemble again and writing a big story, two big stories. I'm super excited. The image that they gave us with this with this announcement, you have Apocalypse and you have the uh, Age of Apocalypse characters that are mixed in. You have other dimensional X-Men that have been around like Bloodstorm, who is Storm, but she uh, got bit by a, a vampire. So, so she's, she bled. Yeah. So she is a vampire, but she also has her storm powers. Like, I mean, if you look at this. This image on the one side, I don't know where the fuck she comes from, but it's definitely magic with what looks like, because uh, ha- she has the sword that magic carries around, uh, but she also has her brother, Cy- or not Cyclops, her brother Colossus's powers, which is the skin turning to steel hmm. ability, and I'm just curious where the fuck she got the steel thing, but there's all these different characters, some of them have been dead, some of them have come back, have recently come back to life, and they're all over the board, across the board, of like, who's there i mean there's two different gene grays you have a, a dark phoenix up in the corner but then you have like marvel girl phoenix down on the other side so i'm really excited i mean there's um there's even like wolverine when he's in his uh original suit like well it, it's it's the weapon x uniform or the when he breaks out of weapon x he has all this oh, like he's um, on the other side too yes there's, there's multiple there, there's multiple so yes there is the the original like brown and yellow suit but then there and the other side he's out of like the weapon x era so it's a, it's, it's a multiversal time travel. I don't know what the fuck's going on in this, but there's multiples of characters. There's all kinds of crazy shit in there. And I'm really excited to see what the fuck Jonathan Hickman, because I'm a big, like I read the, the X-Men stuff regardless. Like I've been reading them for a while now. And knowing that Jonathan Hickman is writing books for this in the coming future, like I'm super excited. <laughs> it should be interesting to see what he brings back if he has that much good stuff. Um, I know uh, I did hear that X-Men was going to be taking on more of the front roll seat for Marvel. So this yeah. makes sense now yes. hearing this too. Yeah, this was this is one of a couple different events. Um, you have this one. There's Absolute Carnage was another event that was announced with a, a different writer. Uh, the other event that we already, we've known about, but they're really going to be kicking into in April is the War of the Realms uh, series, which is more of a Thor thing. And that should be a lot of fun. I'm kind of just starting to get back into Thor, so I should be getting into that stuff. Probably around July, I'll probably end up with the, the books for War of the Realms. But some cool stuff. I'm ex- I'm super excited. It should be interesting to see what they come out of. X-Men was my favorite of the Marvel series. That's yeah. what I read when I read Marvel. I okay. read comics back in the day. Yeah, yeah not knowing what, what all Hickman's pulling from, I think it should be a really good, fun pickup to read. Something else really interesting that they've uh, been announced recently. Not not Marvel. Now it's Nintendo. They did a an indies an indies, if you will, uh, <coughs> spring reveal or whatever. And a couple things came out of it. One of them being the I, and I told you about that. I had heard a rumor about this that there's a, another small Zelda game coming. Mm-hmm. 
and it's it's a small Zelda game. <laughs> it's an interesting one. Crypt of the Necromancer Cadence of Hyrule, I believe is what it is. Featuring the Legend of Zelda. Yes. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. It, it's interesting. It, it's definitely an indie game. It was an older game, Crypt of the Necromancer, that came out in, for PC. And I think it actually came out in the Switch earlier this year because it was one of those RPG little things I was looking at or adventure games I was looking at when I first got the Switch or in the middle of getting the Switch last year, not when I first got it. Yeah. But... Yeah, it, it's interesting that Nintendo's given out all their big IPs to these smaller companies and these other companies. Like, yeah. It's well, happening more and more often. In indie, they, they gave an indie like, hey, here, you get an old Hyrule, like a uh, Super Nintendo-esque Hyrule that you can play around in and uh, build a game on. But it like, gave it to an indie uh, developer, which is just crazy. Yeah, it so there's going to be three playable characters, Link, Zelda, and the protagonist Cadence from Brace Yourself Games is indie. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's kind of interesting. I guess it's, I wonder if it's going to add any story at all to Hyrule or if it's just going to be uh, standalone. Like, hey, this is a game set in Hyrule, like how Hyrule War. I think is. it's going to be similar to that. I don't know that it's really going to be all that connected to anything. Anything. I'm. It, it looks very, like I said. It looks very reminiscent of a Super Nintendo Zelda game. So, um, a link to the past is very much what it what it has that uh, feel of for me. So, I could see them pulling elements of that out, but I don't know that it's really going to be like a, a Zelda game that that enhances the Zelda story. Yeah, and. It's very interesting, too, at least gameplay-wise, it'll be cool because they have Zelda who does, like, magic and then has a sword and Mm -hmm. then, or maybe it was a spear I saw. And then Cadence has a goddamn shovel. Yeah. And then Link has his normal Link bow and sword. Sword, Yeah. So it looks like you might have, I don't know if there'll be different play styles, but there'll be different icons and animations depending on what character you pick. Yeah. And it's a a rhythm... I'm going to go with rhythm adventure game is what I'm going to call it. Yeah. It's they like, move very weird. They bounce from well, square yeah, to square. So it's, if you're moving, you're moving with the rhythm of the music, you're able to do more damage and stuff like that or something, something along those lines. So if you're paying attention to that and you're moving around and you're, you play strategically, you're able to kind of do more, I guess. Yeah, very, very interesting type of game. And I, I don't think I'm going to pick it up, no. but, uh, that's because I'm going to pick up the other fucking Zelda game that's coming out that I think will be a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, it should be. It should be a, that, that should be a good Zelda game. The the other one that's coming out. Yeah, the the remake of the original. Yes, because that that's based off of a game that had as long as they don't change the puzzles too much. That one had some really fun puzzles in it, and that was also being on the Game Boy. It was really fun like, going to these underground sections that are were very reminiscent of uh, Mario. Yeah. But one of the other things that this Nindy Nindy thing showed was that Cuphead is coming to the Switch. Which is interesting. It's a very fitting game for the Switch, I think. And I don't know why people thought... uh, Some people, I guess, had asked the developer if they were going to make it easier. And I don't know why anyone thought that they would make it easier. Some people are just so annoyed with being so hard. It is a hard-ass game. I mean, I probably won't pick it up for that reason because I'll never get through it. Yeah, it's a hard-ass game. It's a lot of fun, though. It is definitely a lot of fun. It's hard as shit, especially multiplayer, because you're using the same life pool. Yeah. I, if I, I would make, if anyone is going to pick this up, I make one suggestion to you. That is, don't play it in handheld mode. And the reason I make that suggestion is, I have a feeling that someone's going to fucking snap a switch. Snap it or just fucking throw that bitch. I think snacks. I, I, it's one of those things like you get angry and like you don't mean to like flex, but you do, and it just pops those controllers. 
and breaks the side of the switch like that's what i see happening it could it could don't get it time i'm not i have it on the on xbox and on computer because of the play anywhere compatibility so i really don't need it on the switch and i never beat it originally on for xbox so or microsoft whatever so i have no reason to pick it up again but i i think it's a lot of fun if anybody's looking to play that game and haven't had a chance to pick it up i mean it's a game i can recommend if you're if you don't hate incredibly hard games that's my thing I, i've started to get away from these incredibly hard games it's like now i'm gonna pick up uh sekiro what the sekiro shadows die twice from uh the demon souls oh, okay. dark shadow okay is that the uh dark souls samurai yeah, samurai one yeah okay it just came out this past week yeah no i won't pick that up i'd love to get back into dark souls one day just ain't nobody got time for that uh you don't think so side tangent uh some dude just finished all of the uh, id software games the the dark souls demon souls oh shit Bloodborne somebody had game. time for that no not just that he beat them without taking a fucking hit that guy has no life hey, i don't think i don't know he, he fucking did it man either that or like he can slow down time in his I, mind i mean I, all those games run on patterns so if you know the patterns you can yeah. you can beat the enemies uh, but yeah he some some guy did it i don't i don't have the article up i happened to, to come across it and i know that it happened i think this this guy had tried it once and he got pretty far and then took a hit and had to start over again and he took a break for a while i would take a long break after that uh but he did he did complete it that is crazy i wonder if like blocking count i'm i'm sure unless when you block if you lose if you still lose health then i would imagine it doesn't count i'm assuming that no hit means he never took an hp damage that's what i thought so I don't, i've never played the games and i don't know if blocking uh stops all hp damage or what i can't remember if some still hurts you like if someone has a big attack against mm-hmm. you and shield breaks you and things like yeah. that 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 is something again not I don't know enough about it. There's so many mechanisms to that game. Speaking of mechanisms and having so many of them, Google. Oh, man. Even more? Even what are they coming out with more. now? Apparently, like, a, a Russian uh, mail-in video game console. It's funny. It's called Stadia. It sounds like it's Stadia. like a Russian thing. Probably a blonde, too. <laughs> Probably. So, Google has announced that their gaming service, Stadia, and they made some hardware announcement stuff during a keynote at the GDC Game Developer Conference. The way this is supposed to work, it's it's 100% streaming. So as long as you have, I think they recommend 25 to 30 megs per second, megabytes per second. Okay. Is what they recommend. Uh, I think what if I remember reading it correctly, 30 gets you 40K, or yeah, 40K um, graphics. 4K graphics. 4K, yeah, 4K. Man, we, we jump technology They're, they're doing great. They're going 40K. They're, they're showing you the future. They can say it's 40K because you don't have anything that'll be able to show it. Exactly. <laughs> it's like 5G. and <laughs> No one has anything to use it, but trust us, these speeds are that fast. Uh, but yeah, so they, you can get 4K if you do that. It's 100% streaming. You should, you'll be able to do it on TVs, on your phone on pretty much anything they've also opened up a game developer that's gonna be stadia games or entertainment or something like that they're gonna have uh, doom eternal is gonna play uh, gonna be available on the system or service service service. system would not be gaming as a service yeah on the service they haven't announced any type of pricing it's uh one of the other big things they announced on there was you can basically be like watching a trailer on youtube and be able to click a link that would just take you straight to the game. Okay. It's one of the things that they envisioned for this 
uh, service, which also means that like if you're watching your favorite YouTuber who's streaming on YouTube and they have a link at the bottom, you would be able to jump into their game, which and is very with them. odd. Uh, they they, they want to have it very seamless between a lot of the Google uh, existing services. And platforms and everything. Yeah, yeah it, it'll be interesting, I guess, with the whole streaming on YouTube thing and then jumping into games. Like, I guess it could be cool. Definitely could be cool. I guess that's what PlayStation's already done with the PlayStation Share, but it's dedicated on PlayStation mm-hmm. Share. So, I don't know. It's. I mean, this is also the same thing that we've been hearing rumors about from uh, Microsoft. They, they were looking to make a discless um, Xbox console. I mean, it's a little bit different because you'd be buying the console and you have the Xbox console at home and it just it has no disk drive. Yeah, you just So all download. your stuff has to be downloaded, which they've also, they have their um, Game Pass, which has the streaming capabilities like Netflix style video games. You have Steam, who's, you, down, you download it to your system, but I mean, it's also kind of a similar aspect of like, these games exist on a, on a server somewhere and you're downloading them from that. A little bit different is that Stadia is letting you stream it from that. Yeah, server. you're not running it on your own machine, your yeah. local machine, which clears up a whole bunch of resources. Yes, for like streamers and stuff like that, this could be really good. You know, if you're if it if you're clearing out all of those resources, you're not trying to run a game and record something and stream something all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. And when I, I really want to know what their delivery date is for this and how well it's going to work. Yeah. And well, so there's a couple of other things I've, I've been reading. Like Google has a habit of just abandoning things. Oh yeah, the, the Google Glass. There, there's been so many things. Yeah, they just uh, abandoned. Hangouts. Yeah, uh, Google Plus. Uh huh. A lot of those things have now they've just they abandoned stuff, and uh, and a lot of people are like wondering like why should we buy into this? And then in a year you go, well, it's not taking off the way that we want it to go, and they just you just drop it. Yeah, and then it just disappears, and we've wasted however much money on this. So that's one of the other things. Because that's that's part of the problem is like I said, these are you're streaming them from this server that they're gonna have. So if they shut it down, you lose those games. Yeah, you lose anything you bought. So yeah. Unless it's a rental service. Yeah. So unless you're paying for like a subscription service and that's really all you're paying for, anything else that's attached to those through that service, you just lose. So like any type of loot loot crates, loot boxes and stuff that come through those games. Unless they transfer over to, like, your Steam account as well, you've lost them. Yeah, and that's what would be crazy, too. Like, for games like Mass Effect and all that, what what about your save data? Is your save yeah. data in the cloud out there somewhere for it to pick up? I mean, I'm sure if there's new games that get added to this, there's going to be some new cloud save storage for this account and all the saves are going to be stored there but it's just one of those interesting things like how's that going to work for shared games and all that type of deal yep yeah it's uh it's going to be interesting i'm not 100 sure i'm not i'm not really sold on it i mean it it could could really help the games industry this is definitely the way the games industry is going so is google going to make the good right first product yeah Uh, they're definitely the ones who usually lead the way but if this is going to be the right product and going to be the final one that paves the way for everything i'm not sure yeah there's a lot to to still be discussed and maybe maybe they'll show up at e3 maybe that's where you find out more about it it could be i i believe they're looking for a 2019 release date so man if it's this year already that's gonna be interesting could be you know december 31st for all the fuck i know yeah I'd probably try to get in on the beta or something if I could, or maybe do a free month if they allow yeah. that or something. Well, I mean, they technically they've already done their beta, so they did the. I think they they called it Google Streaming, 
with the Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. So you were able to, to basically get Assassin's Creed Odyssey for free and you're able to just stream it from Google and play it in your internet browser. Yeah. And that was essentially their beta test because they were trying to find out like backdoor wise, trying to find out how this works. I would assume they'd have to beta test more than just that, though. I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. there's a lot more. Because they, they, they're going to need more than just one game to determine. Yeah. If anything will work. Because I'm sure there's so many more hooks in a lot of other different games, like multiplayer games. How the fuck is that going to work? Yeah. They could set up dedicated servers within their server, I assume. Well, it, I it's know. definitely going to be server farms. So yeah. there's going to be a lot of servers. But then, yeah, they, it's a lot that will go into it. Like, if it's a PC game, then everything is going to translate fine. But if they start pulling in, like, trying to get Microsoft to do their thing or whatever. And it, you got to recode all that stuff or have someone recode it for to be a PC multiplayer game mm-hmm. and to be able to talk between servers rather than to... Right. I, I mean, there, yeah, there's definitely still more to test. Um, I'm sure that there probably will be... Oh, yeah. There's going to be lots lots to test out there. Especially like the whole thing of like Rocket League. Then how is Rocket League going to interact with everything else out there if they have Rocket League on their platform, which is on every platform? So I assume it will be. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure Rocket League will make its way over there. Probably the flagship game. It's got Doom Eternal. Yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be on the Switch. You could take that with you. You could, but you can take it with you on your phone through Google Stadia. This is true. And that's the other thing, like, coming up with the control design for each individual device, because they've only beta tested the PC so far. They actually uh, showed off a controller. So you'll need to carry a controller with you then, maybe, everywhere you go. Yeah. Which would suck, honestly. If you couldn't just, like, play a small game on your phone. I guess it it depends. I mean, like, I have, I, like, when I go to work, for example, I, I, I pack a book bag and I take my book bag with it. So throwing in a controller, that's, I assume... About as long as my phone, but I mean, it's gonna be a little thicker, a little bit, a little bit more to it than, than the size of my phone here. Throwing it into a book bag really wouldn't be yeah. that bad. Maybe. But again, it all depends. If you're like businessman and you don't have like a suitcase or something, there's something to take with you, then yeah, exactly. You can make it- and uh, in, if they're really trying to go for that, just pick up and play wherever you're at mentality, then having to have that controller just kind of kills that type of deal and yeah. kills that type of vibe of, oh, shit, well, I'm taking a shit here in the middle of a, I don't know where. I'm just going to play something for a little minute. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I don't have a controller in the shitter. Yeah. I would assume, though, if you're just doing it in the shitter, you're probably going to play some other cell phone game. <laughs> Candy crush it while you're pooping. Yeah, you never know. You never know. You might want to get in some Assassin's Creed, get in a couple of uh, kills real quick or anything else. I mean, once I can play a full-on game while I'm taking a shit, why would I ever play Candy Crush again? Not that I've ever really even played it to begin with. I don't know. Those phone games got so annoying to me after a while, after like the first few years of owning an Android. Yeah. Like, they never evolved very much. Phone gaming has it, at least. It, it's still very much like that Facebook gaming type deal. It uh, really depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for quick games, yes, they're all very much like the Facebook gaming deal. Uh, but they there's plenty of like RPGs and other offerings that are more in-depth games. There are, but nothing's equated to a true like gaming experience. Oh, I mean, it, it's not gonna it, it's not gonna be the same as like you know playing Grand Theft Auto on your you know your console compared to or on your even on your PC console or PC compared to your phone. That's not gonna quite equate equate to each other, but. It does exist on your phone. I was going to say, actually, Grand Theft Auto is about the only game for my phone that I have played a good amount of times. And it's one of those that they did port it that well Mm -hmm. that it did. But, but like, just games that were made for the phone that aren't on other systems. 
they all have the microtransactions oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and all this other things and they just got caught up in the cell phone business rather than in the gaming business. Yeah, uh, but I think a lot of that comes down to the platform that it's going to. So the plat- the cell phone platform, more often than not, a lot of those games go out free because it's a little bit easier to get someone to pay- to download a free game that they've from a developer they've never heard of heard of before. Oh yeah. Then to get them to pay three bucks, which is I would say three to ten dollars, you're going right for a cell phone game. I assume that that's like a a paid one, unless you're getting into like uh, ones that are that were on other consoles, like uh, Final Fantasy games or yeah, your Grand Theft Auto. So the free, like getting getting someone into a free game, you know, you got to make money somehow. So that's where microtransactions come into. Whereas with a console, you know that they're going to be paying x amount of dollars for the game to begin with, so you don't have to worry as much with microtransactions even though a lot of that bled over with the loot boxes oh yeah no i just like for me i expected 10 years later we'd have more real gaming mm-hmm. on it than microtransaction gaming like and, and that's why i would love for a service like google to come out and be like oh i could play a real game on my phone yeah. and it's not going to just be a crappy game or a game that i'm playing that came out on consoles 10 years before mm-hmm. or things like that it, it's going to be true gaming experience on the go yeah. like what the switch is going for yeah i just i don't i don't think the uh the group that picks up the games on cell phones just really bought into that paying for games aspect of it because there were so many free ones is what i think it was and i think that's why you don't see that that type of development like what you were thinking of because i mean there are if you if you look there are games out there that you can buy and play but they're few and far between and they they usually get a fair amount of coverage uh, when they when they're coming out like people pick them up and play them but it's just that idea of the the core group might pick it up but the fringe group the 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 vast majority of people who are going to pick it up aren't going to and they they might once the game goes free to play and they introduce microtransactions Mm -hmm. so so i just it it comes down to the 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 group of people buying or picking up the games on those platforms i think that's why we haven't seen the evolution on there but something like you said like with this you could end up seeing with stadia you could end up seeing that kind of change the the landscape of cell phone games as well yeah and hopefully because yeah that's one of the reasons i just dropped cell phone gaming it's like it's none of it's worth it to me at this point anymore i could either research something on my phone watch a quick youtube video to learn something or be entertained by something but gaming on the phone just has never fulfilled my requirement of wanting to do something like mm-hmm. i don't know like i have a uh, star realms on my phone which is a card game that me and alex have played before and that's kind of fun to play to learn a little bit of but that's because i don't play it with anybody and physically if i played it with physically with people i'd be like oh, i don't feel the need to play this anymore i think and that's about it i don't know it's just interesting the uh dynamic of where gaming can go like you said with different platforms yeah something like stadia kind of pushes more for that unified gaming arena as well so it would be cool to see see if sadia changes the the council realm as well it would be amazing because something needs to change eventually and i like where nintendo's going with the change but unfortunately i don't think anybody's gonna be jumping on their bandwagon no <laughs> and running around being like oh let's play more local multiplayer games that you could just take anywhere with you and play with anybody you want to it's, it's just not the trend of where it's going even though that's the trend that i love yeah I mean, Microsoft has the the next biggest advantage to that with the Xbox Live being available on, like, iPhones and Androids and stuff like that through certain games. So they could, in theory, 
you know, if a game was available on the cell phone to be able to play it as well on like with people on Switch and whatnot. So they, they have the next biggest advantage, but I don't know that it'll, I don't know if the, that's actually going to, you know, translate, I guess. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the future holds and what might be announced at E3 this year. Yeah. You never know. But you know what uh, What lies in the future of our listeners? A rating? A rating. A review? A review. I wish. On, on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to this podcast on. You could also go and leave us a comment on Facebook. And you could go and find us on YouTube. Just look up G33KS with issues. Yes, and leave us comments, watch the videos, check out the crackdown videos that are coming out. Yep, let us know what you think. We should have the Beware of Trains video coming out soon. I wanted to say Destroy All Trains, and I'm like, no, no. that's Godzilla, Destroy All Monsters. <laughs> yes, yes it is. The kaijus and trains are a little bit different from each other. A little bit, a little bit. Sometimes kaijus will use trains as nunchucks, though. That they do, I have seen that. And you could just pick it up and throw it into Mothra's fucking face if you need to. You could, you could, yeah fucking flying little moth man Mm -hmm. but with that we'll leave you till next week like a moth fluttering around our beautiful light of geeks with issues just don't burn up don't burn up don't don't go to the light don't go too close we'll see you next week (laughs) bye